Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of NBA DFS Today. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am here to quickly, hopefully, <laughs> break down a two-game slate here on DraftKings for you guys for the NBA. Uh, but yeah, I hope you guys have a DFS pass. If you don't, this is my one plug for the show because it's going to be a short one. Get the $5 DFS pass at sportsethos.com, and let's get to winning. We will go ahead and keep you updated up to tip with who we're playing there's two games on this site here, and a very light night after a 14-game massive thing that we all just went through. That's why I'm exhausted, because I was out blurbing all night, uh, and then trying to uh, make sense of, of the madness, injuries and stuff like that. But this is a nice little manageable two-game where we've got the Milwaukee Bucks at the Indiana Pacers and the Atlanta Hawks at the Orlando Magic as the later game. Uh, the earlier game with the Bucks and the Pacers is definitely the more appealing game, believe it or not. Uh, well, you probably do. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't believe that. Uh, the Pacers are pretty bad defensively. Uh, well, they just don't care. They give up lots of points. And the Bucks have been bad defensively since swapping out Drew Holiday uh, for Damian Lillard, which uh, has been a little bit more drastic than I had anticipated. I, I do expect them to be better. In the future, but for now, um, yeah, they're they're pretty not good. I will say I do like some Dame Lillard here at ninety five hundred. Uh, one of the trends that we have definitely identified and uh, worked to our benefit is that the Pacers give up lots of points to opposing guards. Um, Donovan Mitchell, and then most recently Jordan Clarkson. Uh, some there's someone in between there. I'm forgetting at this point. Uh, I could tell you in a minute here. Let me just pull up Halliburton's game log. It was uh, LaMelo Ball, also had a big game. The Spurs game you can kind of cross off as a 152 to 111 route. Uh, and the Spurs just really didn't play the rotations, didn't really care to win that one, which uh, is totally understandable. Um, but yeah, Dame Lillard at 9,500 seems like an absolute smash play to me. Just given what we know about uh, the Pacers and how, how they play defense. Uh, Middleton is going to be probably in this game because he was out. In the last one, it's a back-to-back, -back, so they wanted to sit him for some injury maintenance. So he should be able to suit up for this one. Which is going to cap, you know, the appeal of guys like a, like a Marjan Bochamp or um, a campaign or a Jay Crowder. I'm not super-duper into those guys. Uh, they're all pretty decently priced. Um, Jay Crowder being the one that we would probably look at if we knew Middleton was going to miss this one. But if you're just looking at box scores, uh, this would be helpful just to let you know that, you know, Middleton was out in the last one. The one before that, uh, Jay Crowder actually played 30 minutes, so there's something there. Um, but he's very hit or miss. He, you know, he either puts up stats or he doesn't. If you land on him, I think it's fine. But ultimately, I don't think he's the guy you want to go out of your way to roster. Malik Beasley, I don't really have any interest in. Uh, Bobby Porter showed a little bit of signs of life last night. Um, with an 18.5 rebound outing in 23 minutes. It's still the minutes that are just kept down. I think he's also a fine option if you land on, land on him at 5,500. Um, I'm not super into Brooke Lopez against the Pacers here, uh, but at 5,800, he's not the worst option either. And, you know, I mean, if you go to Giannis great <laughs> i mean i mean he, he can absolutely have a, a big game but since i'm playing damian lillard i'm probably not playing Giannis. and we have seen Giannis's usage obviously slip with dame lillard in town pretty obvious that was going to happen but um 
it's at the point in DFS where, I mean, he's 10 7. It's not a terrible price, but I just don't want to really spend up on him because I just don't know what I'm getting from him on a nightly basis. He's not locked in to his value anymore. It's a two game slate, though, so uh, perhaps that's a pivot for you guys. I don't know. Um, I'm not sure how to, you know, projecting ownership on a two game slate just seems like, I mean, everyone's going to be out <laughs> because there's so few options. On the other side, um, with the Indiana Pacers, one guy that does kind of jump out to me here that's a little cheap is uh, Jalen Smith. He just got 25 minutes in the last one. I I really do think that he's going to make a play here to be a starter over Obi Toppin at some point. Uh, I can't see Obi Toppin's minutes from the last one where I'm looking now, but I think Toppin actually had a pretty decent game, if, I'm, if I remember correctly. Um, it was such a whirlwind, but hopefully, hopefully I'm recalling that correctly last night. Um, but I do think Jalen Smith is a guy that is, uh, interesting and can put up, uh, you know, numbers in a hurry. Uh, here's Obi Toppin. Here we go. He did have 19 minutes in the last one. So yeah, his minutes were kept in check there. Uh, so, you know, Jalen Smith was the one that kind of stepped in. Let's see. They played, uh, they played, they played the Utah Jazz. They didn't really need like additional size there. I don't think with Walker Kessler being out. So I'm a little surprised Smith played, I guess. Maybe he gave them an edge on the offensive boards. But he did have a really good game in the last one with a double-double, 16 and 11, with a block and two steals. Very active. He's been very active all season long. So I really do like him here. <clears throat> Excuse me, on this two-game slate. Um, otherwise, uh, you know, Neesmith, Aaron Neesmith is a guy that's been popping off uh, for the Pacers. Minutes have been kind of up and down, but this is, uh, you know, it's a back-to-back. He did play in the 30 minutes. Uh, he did play 30 minutes in the last one. So I don't think they're going to keep his minutes in check. He's still a youngish guy. Uh, I know he's only been, let's see. Uh, I can't see how many years he's been in the league here, but I know he's not, he hasn't been in the like, league super long. So he should still have fresh legs. So I do like some uh, Aaron Neesmith here. And then Benedict Matherin is another guy. Uh, that just absolutely exploded in the last one. Now, we can't count on that production all the time, but he did have 43.75 DK points. That would definitely break the slate if he did that again on a two-gamer. So I think you absolutely have to consider him. Am I going to just automatically lock him in? No, I don't think so. I, I think, uh, you know, you can't really count on that production, obviously. But I do like me. Some Matherin. And, uh, you know, Tyrese Halliburton, yeah, like I said, it's two, it's two game slate. So if you want to go there, go there. But uh, since I'm going with Dean Lillard, I'm just not going to mention him in my in my player pool. Because I'm so convinced that Lillard's going to have a, a really decent game or hopefully a big game, I would hope. Okay, let's talk about the Atlanta Hawks at the Orlando Magic. So when we're talking about these two games, uh, the Hawks, or sorry, the Bucks and the Pacers had 242 as their game total. The Hawks and the Magic have 231.5 as their game total. So that's kind of highlights the difference there. Uh, obviously, you're going to play guys from both games. There's no reason to, I mean, you can't, but there's a reason to stack with just one game. Um, you're going to want to play pieces out of both of them. I do like Trey Young here at 9,300. That would be my tournament pivot because I do think people are going to be off of him after a pretty slow start to the season. Um, Ben kind of turned in the corner a little bit recently, but his shooting has just been really dreadful to start this season, and he needs to break out of that funk at some point. So I do think that Trey Young would be that tournament pivot for you guys uh, with the ownership piece kind of added in there. 
So I do like him here. Um, let's see here. with uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich is also a guy that can break the slate. He's been getting really decent minutes, and he's only 4,400. Um, you know, no, not a big game yet. His biggest game is 32.25 DK points. So, uh, you know, not expecting a huge game from him, but I do think he's going to have a decent one. Jalen Johnson might go under-owned as well, and he's just been an absolute beast. I mean, he's just been crazy for the for the Hawks. Uh, Double-doubles in the last two games, putting up good assists. Some defensive stats. Um, I do think Jalen Johnson needs to be at least on your radar. And probably, I mean, given his price range there and, and kind of the lack of options in that mid-6K price range, um... I do think he's got to be somebody that you heavily consider. Uh, Akangu is another guy. Uh, obviously back-to-back, but they do play two bigs. Uh, the, the Magic do right now. They play Goga Batadze and Moritz Wagner, Wagner uh, due to Wendell Carter Jr. fracturing his finger. So there should be big minutes here for Capella and for Akangu, who should both be in consideration. I like Akangu. I just think he's got at his price tag forty two hundred. He's got the same upside as Capella. I I guess if you you could probably view Capella as a, as a tournament pivot because uh, I don't think he's going to be super highly owned. <clears throat> Excuse me. On the other side here, Paulo Benkera at eight thousand definitely looks attractive. Uh, I have no problem going there. I think that's a good play as well. Um, obviously, Wendell Carter Jr. out. We had Bogoro Patadze and uh, Mo Wagner playing. I would rather just rather go with the Hawks guys. I'm not. I don't think I'm going to mess with either of these guys. Uh, they haven't really since they're both playing. We've been kind of stepping on each other's production, so I'm not super high on either of those guys. So. I'm just not going to go there. I'm going to go with the Hawks, who I know are going to play. I know they're going to have something like a 25, uh, you know, 26 minute apiece, whatever tight kind of timeshare between those two guys. And I like a Congo out of those. Uh, Let's see. Markel Fultz is questionable. Obviously, we need to wait on that news. If we get the news that he's in at 5,100, I do like that play a whole heck of a lot. If he is out. Uh, obviously, Anthony Black comes into play at 4,300. He's been starting and playing 30-plus minutes. He hasn't had a production yet, but the minutes are there, and that's really what we're looking for here. Um, you know, he can stumble his way into 30 DK points and hit value for you at 4,300. Uh, Two-game slate when we can't be super picky. He's a guy that I would absolutely be eyeballing, but of course we need to get that news that Markel Fultz is going to be out. And that's kind of it. I don't really like, I think probably of the of the four teams playing, it is the uh, Orlando Magic that's the least appealing to me. So, uh, you know, not in love with, with that uh, that team here on this slate. But those are my guys. That's what I'm looking at here early on. Uh, obviously, things may will definitely change as we get closer to tip-off. It's back-to-backs for uh, the Magic and I think the Hawks, right? The Hawks play too. Um, let me see. The Hawks, uh, oh, sorry, no, the Hawks are not on a back-to-back. The Orlando Magic are not on a back-to-back either. My apologies. Uh, the Bucks are on a back-to-back, 
and the Pacers are also on a back-to-back. So the first game features two two teams on back-to-backs, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Indiana Pacers. Like I said, Middleton State is like has held out, so I don't anticipate any other news coming down. I think it's just going to be Middleton's playing, and that's really it. Atlanta Hawks and, and Orlando Magic, what we're really watching is that Markel Fultz news. So that's going to do it for us, guys. That is it. I am Keith Gork. You can find me on Twitter at, at ethoskeith, at ethoskeith. Do go follow the show uh, and subscribe wherever you're listening. And also, please make sure uh, you are um, following at ethosdfs, at ethosdfs. Until next time, everybody, hey, go get that money.